someone reached out to me the other day that was in my class and they said i see that you have a nine-year-old how cool is it to be a grandparent it's a pretty awesome experience isn't it (laughs) to which to which i had to reply that's my daughter (laughs) At, at nine years old with my 30-year class reunion coming up, I get to proudly have the youngest child of anyone in my class. Now, granted, Josh, let's be fair. I come from a school where there was a handful of peeps and maybe had a kid or two before we graduated. That's fine. That would put you right on par to be a grand grandparent. I apparently chose a little bit of a different path. I think I'm one of only, it's like there's, I think there's 88 of us in the class, something like that. I think I'm one of only 20 that doesn't have grandkids. Maybe it was 30. So my advice to you, Josh, don't get old. It's number one. Trivia time as we welcome you into Hour 3 of the Plank Show before we get to the top five stories of the day. Riverwind.com. Each, well, let's just go with, uh, let's go with a fair number. This is SEC related, okay? In the history of the college football playoff rankings, five teams from the SEC have held the number one spot in some way, shape, or form. Five. Just give you an idea of a couple teams who it's not, like obviously Vanderbilt. Arkansas's highest ever college football playoff ranking was 21. Missouri's highest ever college football playoff ranking was 19. And Kentucky's highest ever college football playoff ranking was 9. Do you know? And I'm and I'm glad I'll be very glad. I think a couple of them are pretty easy. But can you name the five SEC schools whose highest college football playoff ranking is number one? Alabama, Georgia, LSU. There you go. So you're down to two. Mississippi State. Exactly. That's the one I didn't think you'd get. Oh gosh. One more. This one's a little bit tough because I I don't think that they've been in the college football playoff conversation until recently. Maybe even last year. Tennessee? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Look at you. I think you're SEC ready, Josh. Let's tailgate, baby. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, and Tennessee the five schools whose highest college football playoff ranking is number one. Three of those pretty easy, right? Yeah, Mississippi National State Champions. unique. Yeah, Mississippi State, pretty unique. Why? Because Mississippi State was the very first ever number one ranked team in the college football playoff rankings. But that, uh, the highest, there are. there's only one team whose highest playoff ranking peaked at number two. And that's Auburn. 
A&M and Ole Miss both peaked at number four with Florida at six. You know, that is a perfect Mississippi State uh, workout facility banner. (laughs) Ranked number one in first CFP poll. (laughs) And they would wear it with pride. All right. Uh, Hour three. Let's roll. It's time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. (laughs) Newcastlecasino.com. Great partners of our friends here at Riverwind. And also, uh, home of an incredibly smooth OTB, Highway 9, Exit 107. All right, Josh, let's roll. Big story number five. Number five. I feel like it's been a big show for confessing things for me. I had to confess in hour one that I finally joined Team Josh, where I'm not as big of a preseason NFL fan as I once was. That hurts a little bit. But I also have a confession to make. I didn't know we had turned the NFL schedule into some sort of big, or the uh, NBA schedule release into some sort of big deal, but here we are. I kind of always felt with an 82-game schedule, that you just looked at who was playing on Christmas and then that was it. But I guess with this new tournament and with those games starting in, can I hear May when they're going to get rolling? May's got to be sooner than that. Maybe it was maybe it was December. Anyway, um, with the new tournament I, and, and obviously renewed interest in OKC where you feel like you're going into a season where they're coming off a play-in game appearance and also – you know, no longer feeling in tank mode, and Chet Holmgren feels healthy. Maybe a little bit more juice than we've had to any NBA schedule release. But was there anything that really caught your attention with the NBA schedule release yesterday? How about a little uh, Wimbenyama, Chet Holmgren? Are you in on that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Count me in. Um, I didn't see the date off the top of my head. I was trying to scroll real quickly while you brought it up. Oklahoma City, by the way, will open its season uh, in Chicago. Their home opener will be against Detroit, and their first matchup in OKC against San Antonio is November 14th, and that's going to be on TNT when Wimbenyama comes to town. No Christmas Day game. Is that still a big deal to you? Uh, I mean, sure, it'd be great to play on on Christmas Day, but you understand why OKC's not yet at that point to where they're considered attractive enough to be on a Christmas Day slate. Do they have flex scheduling in the NBA? I mean, they have to, right? Because there's already, the Thunder are already slated to play, what, four games on TNT. We just mentioned the San Antonio Spurs game. But, I mean, what if... By the time we get to February 13th, that TNT game against Orlando. What if Orlando stinks again? The four TNT games included that um, first matchup against Wimbenyama on the 14th of November. Then they're going to be on TNT against the Clippers on January 16th in L.A., a late game. February 13th against Orlando. And then the Mavericks on March 14th of 24. Uh, A handful of ESPN games, including, including, the first essential week of the season when they take on New Orleans at home on November 1st. But I don't really, I mean, 
can you get too caught up in strength of schedule? I mean, it's everyone plays everyone anyway, right? I think you're mostly looking at, okay, yeah, Christmas Day schedule and then how many national TV mm-hmm. games did we get? And that's it. And the NBA right. Cup, as you mentioned. Yep. Which I'm still uh, – I appreciated TJ and Toby breaking it down for me this morning. But there's still a part of me that I'm – I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to need, as we go through it, it to be explained to me like I'm a five-year-old. This happens with a lot of things in sports. But I'm not ready to dump on it quite yet. I know that we are in West C as Oklahoma City Thunder fans with Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota, and San Antonio. So, let's go. All right, big story number four. Number four. Maybe equally as exciting as the release of the NBA schedule last night. A couple of Major League Baseball highlights. How about 11 in a row for the Dodgers? Padres a gallon short. The 0-1. Fly ball to deep left field. That one is on its way, and it is gone! A home run! Austin Barnes' first home run of the year! And the Dodgers take a one to nothing lead! Not a bad time for your first home run of the season. Dodgers won their 11th straight. And they get the Mariners coming up in what should be a good series this week. Here's Julio Rodriguez, the stretch and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep to left field. Way back. Going and going and goodbye baseball. Julio Rodriguez with a three-run blast. And he gives the Mariners a 5-4 to four lead here in the top of the eighth inning. I'm a moron. They're playing the Marlins this weekend. And, Josh, I didn't play that because they beat the Royals, but... The final score was 6-4, to four, one of five hits and five runs batted in for Rodriguez last night. Not too shabby. It's okay. You Cardinals can't, lost the Mets. Can't, can't hurt me anymore. It's almost football season. That's right. No longer can you be in pain. Keep an eye on that Dodgers-Marlins series. That should be fun. Uh, Cubbies are on fire. Royals and Cubs start this afternoon at Wrigley Field. And, hey, tonight, Red Sox-Yankees. Two teams that are fighting to stay in the, wait for it, wild card mix in the American League. All right, big story number three. Number three. Oh, if you weren't all in last night on Major League Baseball or on the NBA schedule release, then, my friends, you had to be all in on NFL preseason football and a Sooner making some noise. Trey Sermon, the single setback. Shotgun. This time... Handoff goes to Trey Sermon. He's got running room. He's at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, he's apparently battling, I don't know if it's necessarily for a roster spot, but he's in the mix along with Rashad Penny to be the number two, maybe three back in Philadelphia. You don't care about the final score because when I tell you this, you'll laugh. 18 to 18 was the final score last night. Sermon had 54 yards on five carries and a touchdown. He had a fumble, too, I believe. Yeah, he fumbled once and lost it. But no no Deshaun Watson, no Jalen Hurts. But did you happen to catch the act of Cleveland kicker Cade York after the game, Josh? No. Was it pretty good? He missed... Another potential game-winning field goal. Now, this wasn't like in the closing seconds. 
He missed a field goal. After the after the game, he deleted his entire social media kind of profile. Deleted Twitter, deleted Instagram, deleted Facebook, like completely pulled himself off social media. Wise that move. It's going to be okay, man. <laughs> Maybe a smart move. Yeah, gonna get, be okay. That's get out of there while you're still behind. So there were the – I was trying to see if there was anyone sooner wise that kind of caught her eye last night. Defensively, um, eh, no, not much. Not much from former Sooners for either team last night outside of Trey Sermon. 18-18 tie. Things to keep an eye on this evening if you're into that sort of thing, which is the preseason. you got two games, Panthers-Giants. Figure to see a lot of Eric Gray and then the Bengals and the Falcons. All right, big story, number two. Number two. As has been, uh, is that English? As has been talked about a lot on this show, Josh Helmer had the inside scoop. It became officialized yesterday. Oklahoma and Iowa playing in college basketball later this season. Well, in the upcoming season, I should say. But like you talked about, Josh, this had kind of been one of the not necessarily worst-kept secrets, but John Rothstein had reported this, that the Sooners in the uh, inaugural Rady Children's Invitational in San Diego, they'll play Iowa at 2 o'clock. That'll be on Fox Sports 1 on Thursday, November 23rd. Does it say in the release that uh, proceeds, I mean, I would imagine a large percentage or maybe all of the proceeds, maybe not all, but a a good portion are going back to the Children's Hospital, which is obviously a, a good part of this event. Ticket prices range from $35 to $125 per two-game session. Uh, you can go to RadyChildrensInvitational.com. $5 for each ticket sold will be donated to the Rady Children's Hospital. That's fantastic. So there you go. Not bad at all. But Oklahoma and Iowa will play at 2 o'clock on November 23rd, and then the Sooners will face either USC or Seton Hall on that Friday. Sticking with a couple of Oklahoma notes here. I just crammed a lot into big story number two. How about the award and reward for Grace Lyons? The Sooner softball standout was named the Big 12 Softball Scholar Athlete of the Year who just graduated with a biomedical engineering degree, a GPA of 3.88, also had a Master's of Business Administration, a 3.89 GPA, five-time academic All-Big 12 honoree, Three-time CSC Academic All-American. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good career for Grace Lines, not just on the field or off of it. Named the Big 12 Softball Scholar Athlete of the Year. Uh, number one most asked question I get from Sooner softball fans, Josh, who's going to play shortstop next season? Do you have a favorite in the clubhouse right now? Well, I'm going to defer to you. Uh, I feel you are the expert on this matter. Okay. All right. I do not know. I haven't <laughs> talked to Coach Gasser. Options? <laughs> what, what are we thinking? Uh... Alyssa Brito, T.R.A. Jennings. Slides over from. I think her potential to slide over from third to one and second to the other. But in my very short time with Coach Gasso, so I'm not trying to make some sort of dramatic statement that I have any idea how she, how she works when I've been with her for eight of her – 28 years, 29 years at the school. But if you're at a position like third or second, 
and you're playing well there, I think they're going to be pretty comfortable with you staying there. So maybe there's a freshman that could wow. You know, maybe there is, you know, one of the, maybe, see, I don't think Q's a shortstop. Maybe Avery Hodge. She played a little bit there last year. She's got some things she needs to clean up. But I felt like Kaylee Clifton was going to be a slam dunk to move to short or Sid Romero, and then in comes Grace Lyons. So who knows? Who knows how that pans out? But Brito's a really good shortstop. Jennings is a really good shortstop. But for now, the shortstop they had in Grace Lyons was named the 2023 Big 12 Scholar Athlete of the Year. And I've been trying. I've been trying to get Matt Mott on the show this morning. But how about that performance, that opener last night from the OU women's soccer team? Dude, they put six goals on the board, and they shut out Tulsa 6 nothing. They'll host ORU at John Crane Field on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Hey, we were, um, we were joking about, you know, Matt Mott coming on with us and saying he has no concerns about this team scoring goals. Man, he's pretty right looking back at last night, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it looks that way, sure, from the opener. They uh, they were able to put some away. Mm. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, uh, listen, we're up against it, but a fairly quiet week since the post-practice avails. You kind of you get the sense that, Things are ramping up in camp. You know, they've they've had a few guys deemed up, but from an injury perspective for Oklahoma, everything seems to be on point. A lot of guys getting better. But, Josh, I feel like the Oklahoma football story today has centered around what Williams and Ari said last night at Tulsa. And even though there's quite a few OU commits that we've seen play, we heard from Kevin Sperry earlier, obviously that Lee Summit North team has a – a sooner target and a sooner that's on the way. But it, it seems as if Zanari, Williams and Airy, Williams Winary, see the S someday. I'll get it right by a sophomore year at Missouri. But he's given people a little bit of hope by showing up with OU cleats, OU gloves, talking about the Missouri decision. For him, was the right decision at the time. Hope is a dangerous drug, but hey. Sooner fans in the recruiting trail feel like they got a little bit of it last night with him. How could you not feel that way? And yet, again, I do think that uh, while you're saying there's a chance, and this, if I'm, again, Oklahoma versus Missouri, if I'm on the Missouri camp, I'm more concerned than I am, I think, uh, trying to get super optimistic if I'm Oklahoma last night. But that was not just the slam the door shut, hey, I'm just having fun wearing these gloves and these cleats. That was, hey, it was the right decision for me, quote, at the time. Let's see how the season plays out. It was not just this lock it up, throw away the key, I'm committed to Missouri. So, yeah, if I'm, if I'm a Missouri fan or I'm on the Missouri staff, I don't know if I'm jumping into a fellow coach's arms today. <laughs> we got a break. We got a break. When we come back. The best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I see a lot. It's, it's always wild when you see 
concerns like this on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of people, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with the app? What's going on? The app's not working for me. And then literally you'll have a handful of people that are like, yeah, the app's working fine for me. So I don't, I'm sorry for those that it's not working well for. Uh, we reached out to TJ a couple of times and they've been working through it. I know they had a couple of issues over on 94.7. Looks like those are uh, solved for now. But I'm sorry. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. I hate to make it hard to try to listen. But if you're having issues, you can find us on iHeart or you can find us on TuneIn. But I found, Josh, you know, the most reliable is typically ours, KRF app. But literally, as soon as I said that last hour, someone's like, I can't get the thing to work. But so far, so good on your end, right? It is. So, you know, I, I, I don't know uh, why others are having issues. Has it been the uh, – what's our big joke that we've always had with uh, <laughs> with Drake? Hey, man, this thing sounds weird. This isn't working well. Well, everything's fine here. <laughs> We're not trying to be like that. Trust me. Uh, hey, Micah from Kanawa, or Kanawa, Kanawa, right? I'm on an airplane from New York and listening to the app. Let me, let me ask this for those that are texting in. Oh gosh, you know what you're setting yourself up for, Josh? Uh, it's dangerous, but we're gonna do it. Do you have an iPhone or an Android? Oh, are we going to wait for answers, or are you just asking That's a, right, a, yes. a rhetorical? I'm just, okay, yeah, sorry. no, I'm just generally asking folks out there. <laughs> okay, like, Please let me know, because uh, sorry. my iPhone, I got no issues. <laughs> and I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to start another phone's war. <laughs> just trying to get to the bottom of things for everyone. You seem to have a problem with me using an iPhone over an Android, Josh? Let's get to the Knippenmeyer show. Oh, jeez, look out. Let's get to the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line. We're Riverway Casino. I'm just there. No, no, no. Yeah, I did. I did just because. So I've I've got a new water bottle in 2023. I'm very proud of this thing. It's made it January, February, well, eight months, right, without me breaking it. And I broke the lid last night, so I found a new lid. And I think I just dropped it. I think I broke this lid. So we're we're off to a roaring start. So I apologize. You're getting the answers I think that you want, Josh. Let me let me get a couple of texts in here. This is from Chuck the Old Fart, who, if you gave yourself that name, Chuck, I heart you. He writes, I may be the only one who thinks this. With everything this kid, we're talking about Williams Winari. Williams Winari. With everything this kid has said after the announcement, I honestly think he's telling whoever is in front of him or whatever is in front of them exactly what they want to hear and not being honest with anyone. I wonder if that's showing some unknown character issues and if OU still wants him. Now, Chuck, the old fart, I wouldn't read into, like, character issues based on how an 18-year-old is handling that spotlight. I wouldn't worry about that. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm 48 years old, and this has been, maybe you say it's a character issue. I am the king, and I've been the king for about 46, Five of those years of telling people what they want to hear. I'm just now reaching a point to where it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's it, champ. You know, I'm just now getting comfortable in that. So I can't imagine, like, I didn't do a search. I didn't look for his name. 
But I can imagine that it was not fun on social media for Williams went on. Right? I would imagine that it was tough. So maybe maybe in his mind he looks at it and says, Hey, you know, I wore the shirt. Or excuse me, wore the shoes, wore the gloves, showed a little love, let these peeps know that I'm very supportive and I really like the school. Maybe it's that simple. You're right. I mean, I, what else would you expect? Or it, uh, perspective. Or I didn't like this report. I didn't like that report. I didn't like this tweet or that tweet. I'm going to wear yeah. these gloves and cleats, and I'll show them. I'll troll the heck out of you guys. Um, someone who wrote, "You mean Grace Turk?" That's true. There's no longer Grace Lines. It is Grace Turk. I think people are putting too much stock into the words of a high school kid. Do y'all really think he's that calculated with his words? Well, if he is, maybe that's even more impressive, Josh. <laughs> if he is, that might even be more impressive. Uh, from the 404, remember how we were talking about the shortstop position? From the 404, maybe Maya Bland at shortstop. They want her bad in the lineup. She is the truth. I think part of the reason why you didn't see Oklahoma all in on why do I keep forgetting the girl's name from Indiana, Josh? Taryn Kern. Taryn Kern. I think part of that reason is because of how excited that Oklahoma is about the incoming freshman class. And knowing that you've got some players here in 22 and 23 that need to get more of an an opportunity. And in that, you know, it's funny that <laughs> I don't know what Maya Bland is like a fielder, as a fielder, but I know she can flat out rake. And of all the many things that I've learned in my time with one Patty Gasso is if you hit, you're going to play. Now, it's my understanding that Maya Bland is more of an outfielder but then again, you never know. Once she gets on campus, you never know what they might be able to do. I think Bland and Ella Park are going to play. Absolutely do. Um, but, look, hey, Josh, I think the key thing here is that on a football Friday, we found a way to wrangle in a little bit of softball talk. I think that's the key here live from Riverwind Casino. Did you get the answers on the question you asked to try to figure out the problems with the streaming. Yeah, I got the answer that I was looking for, which was, we don't know. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's uh, scattered, right? So, but, hey, that's a piece of information that was important to find out. And then one more before we break and get you back to sports. From Coy, who writes, Plank, here's the most important question of the show. How's Boss Hog and the cat and the chickens doing very good question um cat is great lulu i saw her take out an armadillo last night which was something new we have do you have i don't think you have to deal with armadillos digging up your backyard do you no i'm fortunate in that respect okay. there is no backyard <laughs> we've had a problem with armadillos in our backyard and we've noticed this year we haven't had that big of an issue Right? I mean, in armadillos, man, they suck. 
They're they're I, I don't know what I don't know what they provide in life. It's literally uh, like a slug with a shell that does nothing but tear things up. If there is any any redeeming factor of an armadillo, I would like someone to educate me on this because to me. They're about as pointless of an animal as I've ever heard of in my life or seen in my life. And I'm going to be honest with you, Josh, didn't have much experience with armadillos until I moved out to the somewhat country. With that said, I watched Lulu chase an armadillo out of the backyard, and it might have been one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. She was just jumping over the top of it and pushing it towards the back of our property line. It was hilarious. So Lucy's become like family. Boss Hog attacks me every day. Whenever I go out to feed them, and the chickens are producing eggs like I'm getting ready to start a farm. In fact, Josh, your birthday present, Christmas present, and probably anything in between will be uh, eggs from me. Because remember how I joked and made fun of the fact that I didn't have any eggs? All I have now is eggs. Lots and lots of eggs. Ask me what I had for dinner last night. Eggs. What I have for breakfast? Eggs. I made fun of not getting any, and now I'm paying. So there. Oh, I will say, I will add, Josh. There is some breaking news on the plank uh, animal depth chart, if you will. We are no longer horse owners. Now, don't worry, nothing happened with Happy, but we've come to realize that. Much like boats and RVs and new cars, eh, unless you've got an old boy running it uh, at the Derby, not really gaining a lot of value from a a horse the longer you own it. So we had to sell off Happy Happy. Did my horse ownership even last two years or no? Do we have a count on that? I don't know, but it, it feels like it's been at least two. I'm pretty happy. I'm not going to lie. What good are armadillos? This was sent in to us. This is a okay. Google search. Armadillos are, are important to their ecosystems as they help to control insect populations. <laughs> I've also got this for you. How about this? Okay. This is from uh, things you didn't know about armadillos. Okay. Okay. Their shells are used to make musical instruments. A, uh, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, a charango. Hmm. Or a carango, a ten-stringed instrument, integral part of Andean music in Bolivia, Chile, Ecuador, and Peru. How about that? Kind of interesting. I huh? learned something today. Koi, you got more than you probably bargained for by asking that question, but I'm grateful. I'm going to videotape. I'm going to have my wife videotape this rooster coming after me. Because, Josh, it is by far, it is the funniest thing ever. Because he'll wait until my back. I'll have to talk to Mr. Sports about this. He'll wait until my back is turned, and I'll walk away about, you know, 20 paces. And then he'll just take off on a dead sprint. He'll jump up, and he'll flail those stupid feathers and those wings out. He'll come at me with his talons with my back turned. A little cheap cheap shot artist, boss hog. Sucker punch. He's going for it. I won't even tell you some of the advice that some of my country friends have given me. I've, but yeah, I it's, can uh... I can guess, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a break. When we come back, it is whoa, it's eleven thirty nine. I'm sorry. 
text to take us home. What's on tap for the weekend? Guys, it's game week next week. We have a college football game a week from Saturday. Let's go. It's a Plank Show at Riverwind on the ref. All right, it's Plank Show on the ref. Yeah, I got a lot of good armadillo information. Uh, If you have a cat that takes out armadillos, take care of her. And then I got scared because half of you are telling me armadillos carry leprosy. What? That's a thing? Armadillos are fast, writes the 405. I chase one with a three-wood. I don't know if I should say this, but there's got to be video somewhere out there of me chasing an armadillo around my backyard with a 22. <laughs> if we had video, we'd be rich. Um, armadillos are disgusting. The backs of armadillos make great soup bowls. So, okay, okay, I'm confused, Josh. How can an animal that potentially carries leprosy also be have their shell used as soup bowls? How is that even possible? I mean, I, you better be cleaning that thing uh, thoroughly. I don't think I'd ever want to risk that at all. I, I know. I, I don't think I'd be able to uh, convince myself of it either. So you boiled this in bleach, or what's going on here? I I would have no clue. you got to do something. By the way, we're all very much aware from what we've seen of the app issues you're having. They'll get it figured out for Steely's show. Don't worry. But it keeps, I, I guess, what, Josh? People are saying it's booting him, it's kicking him out, things of that nature. Yeah, and we, we're aware. And, uh, I'm working on it. It, it believe me, is, has gone up the food chain. So I texted the boss man just to make sure, too. Hey, just so you know, go raise some, uh, go raise some stank. Whenever it comes to our app people, so I want to. Do we have any confirmed cases of armadillos giving people leprosy? I mean, I, I kind of I mean, felt like this. So. And I guess there has to be. <laughs> I mean, there has to be. I, every article you read about an armadillo, it says that. <laughs> Poor John Anderson down in Atlanta, Georgia, was an upstanding citizen. And then he came leprosy. across an armadillo and caught leprosy. Um, is there anything before we grab a break and wrap this program up with an in-depth look at the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Josh? Is there anything on the you-can't-miss-it list for sports TV this weekend? What is on the must-watch for Josh Helmer, um, outside of KRefSports.tv and all of our high school coverage, I'd probably be watching a little bit of baseball, a little bit of golf. Where are we at this weekend in golf? It uh, the BMW Championship as the Tour Championship approaches. Well, next weekend, so that's probably. I mean, for me, you know, obviously, give me zone tomorrow morning. From uh, 8 to 10, mm-hmm. that will take the uh, lion's share of my sports viewing attention. Tonight, you get Langston Hughes out of Georgia versus Carrollton as high school football is on ESPN2. I still can't believe all of the coverage, by the way, that the Little League World Series gets. I'm not hating, but holy smokes, man. Now I feel like we've started just making things up. Welcome to the American Legion World Championship. Like, what American Legion World Championship? Uh, Also, as far as preseason football is concerned, the Cowboys and the Seahawks will be all over everywhere. Manana 
It's on NBC, but I don't. I wouldn't know because I don't get NBC because DirecTV and NBC are still fighting. Raiders at the Rams and the Bears at the Colts will be on the NFL Network this weekend. And if you're, uh, I mean, if you're still holding on to Major League Baseball, like you said, Josh, you'll have a lot of opportunities this weekend. I mentioned Red Sox-Yankees, Sunday Night Baseball, and, of course, the Dodgers and the Marlins. All right, when we come back, we'll put a wrap with the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, best takes of the day from Riverwind Casino on the ref. By the DMs I've received, Josh, the armadillo talk has definitely it's hit a spot. Uh, my man, Dr. Ted Bain, points out that armadillos tear things up because they're looking for grubs. We'd have way more June bugs if not for armadillos' circle of life. Okay. And then Ma Marie, one of my Twitter, I mean, I love her on Twitter. L-O-V-E. Did send a link that confirms apparently you can get leprosy from an armadillo. So what you're saying, Josh, is I should or shouldn't take out every armadillo in my backyard? I'm very perplexed right now. I don't know what to do. I just know apparently they do serve a purpose and that I learned something about it today on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Um, couple texts to put a wrap on it. Couple texts to put a wrap on this program today. The williams Winari conversation from last night has caught most of the attention. This is good from the 918. Some five stars adore the attention. I think he likes the OU fan base's lament over losing him. To me, it's probably a sick way to get more attention. He's like, see, you guys are in pain now that I'm gone. Take this. But the 405. Imagine if we stopped recruiting Peyton Bowen. Same deal here. 17-year-old kid has a mixed bag of emotions because allegedly the family wanted the bag. Isn't that the rumor, Josh, on this one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. Okay. That's That's been out there. Scary Gary, we need to change the term from commitment to something else as much as everyone seems to change their mind. As someone who has to Google synonyms for different words, I'll count on y'all to be a little bit more creative on that than I am. Um, as far as the preseason and me losing my interest in the preseason from the 731. One of my good friends won $20,000 on DraftKings off preseason games last Saturday. I suppose that's a reason to watch. I mean, yeah, gambling's not legal here yet, and I don't really know. I mean, I work with a guy who says the preseason is the, is the free season on Sunday nights, and he's 6-7 and seven on his picks. And he's technically 6-8, and eight, but he didn't count one because it was an over-under. So I don't. I mean, I would imagine if I'm winning 20, 20 grand in a NFL preseason weekend, oh yeah, oh yeah, Josh, I'm gonna be thinking the preseason is amazing, but I don't see that in my future. That's me. And the two others, Sooner Soldier. Don't worry, Plank. I'm 56 and have a 10 year old daughter. It's all good. 
That was in relation to me getting ready for my class reunion next week. And I have the youngest child of anyone that I went to high school with. And they thought it was my granddaughter, which really made me mad. (laughs) And then there was this. I went to high school with a guy who had his first child at 49 and his second at 51. Man. 51. Do you realize at 51 when you have your child, whenever you're going to, like, kindergarten, you're probably older than the principal and everyone that even teaches at that school? Hey. You're having a retirement. What? Never too old to have fun, huh? Speaking of great days, it's a celebration of the Steel Man. Happy birthday, Mike Steely. He's here. He's coming up next. This is his jaunt. This is his place. He's kind enough to let us come hang out with him at Riverwind Casino. Uh, thanks, as always, to the great crew out here at Riverwind. Uh, and I heard a little birdie tell me that Steel Man might not be alone today. That we'll see and hear from Brandon Drum as well from OU Insider coming up in the next uh two hours that does it josh look at me working a full week (laughs) what about how about that in the summer let's go y'all have a great start to your weekend uh steel man is up next you and i will be back on monday we're pulling double duty because not only will we be doing nine to noon next monday but you and i will also be part of the buffalo wild wings college football extravaganza We'll be out there from 2 to 3, so looking forward to see you there. Have a great weekend. Um, Steelman's next. For Josh on Plank Show never stops on Twitter, at Josh on Ref, at Plank Show, and everybody go follow us at KRF Sports.